Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, a part of the IDP Army Podcast Network. We are back. There's been two weeks since we've done a podcast. Yes, last week I was in Florida. I was unable to do it. I was hoping Joe would be able to do it, but he was unable to, unfortunately. And that is okay because, you know, you know, we, we're trying, but sometimes it doesn't always work, and that's okay. Um, but this week, we have a lot of things to talk about from last week. This last week, we finally got to see some of these players that we were hoping this would finally, you know, we finally get to see them actually be them, like their best selves, their first round pick selves, their dynasty game changing team changing players that they could possibly be and some of these guys we actually got to see it for the first time and that was very exciting and we also have a couple of injuries to talk about but first let's stay together Hello, hello, hello. We are back. I am so excited to be here. Um, Before we get into the good part of this last week, which there was some really good things that came out of this last week in college football, but we're going to start with the injuries first, which is the bad. So two quarterbacks that are two of our top five guys, they didn't play. And that was due to injury. So we'll start with the, the top guy on our board, which is uh, Bryce Young. He had a shoulder sprain and wasn't able to play for Alabama this past weekend against Texas A&M. Uh, Jalen Milrow stay, uh, played in his place, which was kind of exciting to see. Uh, the future looks bright for Bama after Bryce Young leaves with Jalen Milrow. But what does this mean for Bryce Young? Uh, the short and sweet of it is I don't think it means much. I think they're just, you know, if he had to play, I think that he could have played, but I think just to be better safe than sorry, not to further the injury, um, they had him sit out and let Jalen Milrow take over in his place. But, you know, you never want to see what could potentially be the number one pick in the draft out with an injury for any way, you know, for any shape, reason, or form, especially when they're on a good team. Now, if they're on a bad team, you could say, well, they're sitting because they want to preserve the draft stock. Team's not going anywhere anyway. So, you know, shoulder shrug, one or no. But the, the thing that I'm interested about Alabama is how weird their team looks. Like, it's just not what it usually is. Now, you you know, there's going to be people come out and say, like, oh, Jameer Gibbs, he finally had one of those games. And it's like, you're going to get some of those, I think, in college. Like, I, I'm sorry, Texas A&M's rush defense wasn't particularly great. I mean, Miami, for example, who – you know, hasn't always looked the best this season. They ran all over Texas A&M. It's, it's not particularly – it's not one of these Texas A&M defenses of the past that has this crazy 
defensive line. Well, I mean, they do have a crazy defensive line. They're just young and they're not ready to be, you know, NFL level guys yet. And, you know, you're going to get some of these. So, I mean, it's still, it's going to come off as me being a hater for sure, but Jameer Gibbs did go off. I, I still don't see much about it, but it's all leads back to Bryce Young not playing. And I just, you know, he's not having as great of a season last year, which he won the Heisman, by the way. So that's not really saying all that much, but I don't think that he is in the same vein that he was last year. And it's partially because of the talent. He doesn't have Jamison Williams there, which covered up. I mean, Jamison Williams was amazing last season for them. One of the best wide receivers in the country. And that was bar none. And he was a complete game changer. They don't have a game changer on this roster. And, um, I think they thought they could just cover up problems with their team via the transfer portal, but I think that was a mistake. I think they should have just went with the guys they had on the roster because Burton, for example, they tried to get him going early this season. He has not looked like that guy. Um, fooled everyone, including myself, into thinking that, like, well, he's another Alabama receiver. Of course, he's going to end up looking amazing with Bryce Young, and he's going to work himself into the top 10 wide receivers list, which he's not. And that's okay because, you know, he wasn't that guy at Georgia, transferred to Alabama, not that guy at Alabama, and it's okay. He's going to have some good games this season for sure. Jameer Gibbs, I think it's the same situation. He wasn't particularly great at Georgia Tech this year. He has looked, like, really good in some games, and in some games he – doesn't look like he should be the starting running back. And in fact, like there is a lot, like more than three or four games where he was not the starting, like he wasn't the running back that, that they, Nick Saban used the most and that, you know, it's okay. So anyway, circling all this back to Bryce Young, he is going to be fine. It, it was just a little shocking to see that they didn't actually announce this until the day of the game. Um, and yeah, that's kind of surprising, but I think he'll be fine. No need to worry. We'll put a pin in it, though, just in case it lingers throughout the season. Will Levis is the other guy that did not play this past weekend for Kentucky, and they got upset. Um, you know how weird and bad this injury must have felt for him that he didn't go out there and play? Like, Kentucky's a good football team. They're playing. They're actually playing for something this season. Potentially SEC championship. Potentially, I mean – the playoffs did seem unlikely due to their loss, but um, it could have happened. wasn't shocking. So he dislocated his finger last week, which we saw um, he had his finger was literally bending an entire different direction. But quarterbacks and any other football player for that part can play through that. And we were like, whatever. Like, you know, he's got a hurt finger. Yeah, is what it is. But the ankle injury that he also sustained in the same game is the thing that kept him out of this game this past week. And that I'm slightly worried about because Will Levis, while he's not like necessarily a huge runner, um, he is kind of a scrambler. And if he can't scramble, see, this is, I mean, we're going to draw a complete, direct NFL comparison here and we're going to go with Russell Wilson um, how he's been for Denver this year if you've watched any of their games hopefully I mean I'm this is a dynasty podcast of course you've probably seen how bad Russell Wilson's been this season Um, the, the part of his game that he's missing is that ability to scramble Um, Russell Wilson was always known to be able to extend plays uh, run around the backfield find the 
receiver down the field or himself take off and get the five yards to get the first down or whatever. He doesn't do any of that at all. He's just a strictly pocket passer. And it's been a huge detriment to Denver this season. And it's been, it's kind of cut them off at the knees because they can't, their offense is predicated around him being able to scramble around, but he does not do it. So where this leads back to Will Levis is I'm, I'm curious if it's a similar situation with him. Well, next week when he comes back from this angle injury, if he does heal in time, still TBD. Um, they did say he should be able to, but I don't know. I don't know. The ankle injuries are tricky. And it's, is it gonna going to affect his game and make him a strictly pocket passer? Because Will Levis as a strictly pocket passer, I don't know. I don't know if that's, that's going to work. Um, I don't think he's going to look the same. And he's looked shaky in a couple games. Um, but... I still think that he, you know, he's still a first-round quarterback in my opinion, and that hasn't changed. I think we're just going to have to see a new something. It's, you know, it's not like this ankle injury is going to keep him out for the season. If it's not going to be next week, it's definitely going to be the next week. So he's definitely going to be back. But it's just really weird to see <clears throat> Will Levis out with an ankle injury in a game that they really needed to win, and they didn't. Upsets happen. It's, it's part of life. Okay. Well, before we get on to the preview of next week, we're just going to quickly run through the top 10 quarterbacks, the top 10 running backs, and the top 10 wide receivers in this upcoming draft really quickly. But we're going to you know, give a little analysis with each person. So number, we're going to start with quarterbacks first and foremost. I will make a little mark of, I don't know what that's called demarcation line where the first round guys will end the guys that are going to be pretty heavily taken in your super flex drafts versus the guys that we're still kind of waiting on to see what happens. Um, so number one on the board is Bryce Young. We got to him a little bit earlier. Did have a shoulder sprain has played fantastic this season though. He has looked, I wouldn't say quite at last year's level, but he has looked just a step below it. It does look like a guy he's going to have to deal with this probably in the league too, wherever he goes, where, He's probably not going to have the same amount of weapons that he would normally have. And he's dealing with that at Alabama this season. Number two, CJ Stroud for Ohio state. He has looked phenomenal. I think this is your Heisman front runner this year. Um, this Ohio state offense going into the season, we knew was going to be electric. It's, it's not changed from that. Unfortunately, not, I mean, fortunately it hasn't changed from that. Um, they've had some new pieces come in. I thought it was going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba and Travion Henderson. It's not really been that way uh, the entire time. It's been, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., it's been Emika Ibuka. Like, it, it's been a mixed bag of whoever. Um, but C.J. Stroud has taken it in stride and looked phenomenal. So number three, Will Levis for Kentucky. I just think that there's something – he's got a big arm. He's a gamer, tall. He is going to be a guy that I think is going to look really good at the next level, and I cannot wait to see Will Levis. Number four, Hendon Hooker for undefeated Tennessee. He is awesome i mean he made a throw this past weekend i just if you have twitter search uh hinden hooker and i'm sure this throw will come up because it's one of the best throws of the season so far probably the best throw i've ever seen a hinden hooker make and it's an nfl type throw it was an amazing pass um about 50 40 60 yards something like that um but it was amazing to watch hinden hooker is very mobile um we were concerned about age going into the season. And if sure, if that's going to be the thing that holds him back, I guess. But I just think that he, he had, you know, when Brandon Whedon was really old back when he played for Oklahoma state and he went in the first round, I believe he did. Yeah. I'm 
pretty sure. Um, Brandon Whedon was old, but like he felt old, but his arm was so good that you were like, well, maybe, maybe. Hendon Hooker is a got the arm, but he's also got the mobility. He's got the legs to back it up. So it's very exciting to see him come into this. This is exactly the guy that we wanted to see this season, and he has been very good for Josh Heifel and that staff. Um, number five is Anthony Richardson. Look, I cannot give you a stat that is going to make you believe that this kid is a first-round talent. I personally have a lot of problems with this game. It feels very it's, – it's a worse version of Malik Willis last year, except for he's, like, built like Cam Newton. I, I just – I don't know if it's the – the team that's making him bad or it's just maybe he's just not as good as we thought i don't know i i can't tell because every time you watch him play there's a couple plays where you're like holy shit, that guy's good and then a couple plays where you're like is he a quarterback in the nfl hmm don't know so with that being said i, I still have him number five because i think his intangibles are going to be something that is going to be very difficult for NFL GMs to be like, I could probably work with that. Um, because, and, and here's the thing is like Lamar Jackson, when he won the Heisman and he went to the NFL, he went number 32 overall. Like every team passed on him. You'll hear him say it a million times. Every team passed on him. Is that going to be a similar situation with Anthony Richardson where everybody passes on him, but he ends up being somebody. It's just going to be hard seeing him on the bench and not think, man, that kid's going to be really good. could be really good out there. But his accuracy, woof, it's just so bad. But, I mean, his talent around him is also not very good. So, I don't know. Don't know what to make of it. But I still have him number five because I just simply think NFL GMs are going to see what he can do and not be able to keep him back. So, number six, Sam Hartman for Wake Forest. I think that he has answered every question I had about Sam Hartman this season. Um what he did against Clemson two weeks ago was just phenomenal. What he did against Army this past – Army is a tricky team to play. They are very um, – I don't know. They're really like ground you, get you into the mud. They make you play. Now, that has been Armies in the past. This Army team is not quite that. But same time, he played phenomenally in this game. I don't have a single question mark about Sam Hartman. I think he is probably way better than Anthony Richardson, but it's just going to be hard to compete with what Anthony Richardson can do with his legs. I think, but here's the thing. I don't think Sam Hartman's that far behind Anthony Richardson. This is just where we're at right now. Um, I think that he could easily get up into that next conversation. I, you know, personally talking, Sam Hartman seems better to me than Will Levis, but you know, I'm not in the ears of GMs. I'm not the one getting, you know, the word of mouth from the guys that are actually going to be making these decisions. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But if I had a sleeper for number three quarterback in this class, it'd be Sam Hartman. Um, getting past that, this this is the end of the first round. That That is the first round limit right there for me right now. That's six guys, which is still really good, but it's just that's the line. Um, Grayson McCall for Coastal Carolina. We wondered how good he was going to be without Isaiah Likely. Turns out pretty good. He's a pretty good kid, and I'm excited to see him at the next level um, potentially. I He's six foot tall, which is going to hurt um, because the six foot tall and under boys have not been – the best. I mean, Kyler Murray is the best of them probably. And he's a scrambler. Like, you know, Kyler Murray is a different, a different animal out there. Um, number eight is Devin Leary for an NC state. 
he's been a roller coaster of a quarterback so far. It, it's been tough to nail down exactly how good he is. This NC State team should be way better than they are. Um, and that offense should be way better than they are, but it's just it's it's missing it. Uh, number nine is Tyler Van Dyke. Um, welcome back, Tyler Van Dyke. He threw for 500 yards on this North Carolina team that is 100 and I think fifth or sixth in the nation um, in defense. So, you know, d- does that mean anything? I don't know. Um, but it was nice. It was fun to see him. Now, Tyler Van Dyke threw for 500 yards. The team only scored like 20 points. That's a uh, tricky, tricky way of doing that, to be honest. You can't really – the math really doesn't add up a whole lot there. Um, and then number 10 is Phil Jerkovic for uh, Boston College. He's kind of an in-the-middle-of-the-road kind of quarterback, but I still – I see something there with him. And I would really like – you know, him and Zay Flowers, that connection that they've had, Zay Flowers really coming on this season. Don't have him in the top 10 yet, but he's coming. He is coming there, and he's going to take somebody's spot eventually. Um, but Phil Jerkovic, I see something there. There's something with him. He's a little turnover prone for my liking, but there's something there with Boston College. So that is your top 10 quarterbacks. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, Anthony Richardson, Sam Hartman. Those are all first round quarterbacks, by the way. Grayson McCall, Devin Leary, Tyler Van Dyke, Phil Jerkovic. Super flex dynasty drafts this year are going to be nuts, especially if you have IDP too nuts, nutty. This is a good talent pool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, on to running backs. I'll make this one a little bit quicker. Uh, B. John Robinson's number one. He's not going to leave that spot. He is so good to watch. He makes a lot of people miss. Um, what they did, what Texas did to Oklahoma this last weekend should be a crime because it was just a beatdown of epic proportions. Um, Oklahoma, a lot of questions left on uh for that coaching staff believe me i am in the fan base and we are having some tough talks right now and it is uh it's it's a tire fire so number two is sean tucker for syracuse he's been steady at the end of the season very good he he's keeping in the mode i wouldn't say he's exactly the explosive guy that you would like to see but um he's been good and i, I can give him that that he is a solid number two running back in this class number three zach evans for old miss um I don't like that he splits carries and he sometimes doesn't look like the better running back. We had this problem last year with Texas A&M with Isaiah Spiller and Devin Achain. And guess what? Isaiah Spiller has been inactive every week for the Chargers. If he was that good, which I thought he was, he would be active and he would be in the game, not Josh Kelly backing up uh, Austin Eckler. But 
look, that's not where we are. So Zach Evans scares me a little bit. I'm, it's one of those things I'm keeping an eye on. He was number two, moved down below Sean Tucker. Might be going lower. We'll see. Uh, number four is Zach Charbonnet, Charbonnet for um, UCLA. UCLA is having a fantastic season so far. Dorian Thompson-Robinson has taken a next step. He's a quarterback I'm watching as well. I just have a couple of questions about the rest of his career so far versus this season. Um, but Zach Charbonnet has been fantastic when he's been healthy. He has missed a couple of games due to injury, but he's been great while he's been in there. Number five is Tank Bigsby from Auburn. Um, the only problem I have with Tank Bigsby so far is that he does not look like Tank Bigsby of last year. He is a very plodding runner and not exactly explosive. Dangerous circumstances. Number six, Mohamed Ibrahim from Minnesota. He has been – I thought the injury that he sustained last season was career-ending. Well, LOL at me because his career is completely revitalized. He looks like a fantastic running back, and he is back. He is completely back. I'm so scared a little bit about the injury and the age, but you know what? That is a story for a different day, not now. Number seven, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. I am not worried at all about his pass-catching ability. That is the reason that you're going to draft him on your team. I My problem is the running ability. It is good some days, it's bad others. What are we going to get from this guy at the next level? Is he going to be the pass-catching back for a team, or is he going to be a full running back? I really don't think he's a three-down runner. I think that he is going to be – I think the best version of Jameer Gibbs is Kareem Hunt. Best version, but we'll see. Uh, eight is Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky. He just came back two games ago, and he has looked pretty solid coming back so far. So I still want to see a lot more from him this season, but I'm – I don't have as many doubts as I did. Number nine, Devin Achain for Texas A&M. He has looked really good this season, but again, he's been splitting carries too. The offense has not looked great. It's not, not near as good as it was last year. And I, I still, I have question marks. 11, Deuce Vaughn from Kansas state. He does not going to, he's not going to have the size. He's not going to have the uh, height. Like he's not going to have any weight. Like none of that is going to, be impressive about him, but he's got something. He's just got something. He reminds me a lot of Darren Sproles. I know they're both Kansas State boys, but he's just so explosive. I, it is shocking to see at his size. And then 11 is Travis Dye for USC. Um, some games he looks like one of the best running backs I've ever seen. Some games he is non-existent and they're using somebody else. USC is a very tricky monster, and it's not like Lincoln Riley's known for putting quarter, or running backs into the league. Um I know you're going to, you know, you could probably think to yourself, well, you had Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. He didn't get those guys. And, you know, he did everything he could to make those guys not, you know, necessarily the best. So, I don't know. Question marks. Just just some question marks. All right. Wide receivers. Even quicker than we did the last one. Jordan Addison's number one now. He is going to be my number one wide receiver for the rest of the season. He is the most, like, uh, trustworthy guy in this class to me he is has amazing hands he is the go-to guy for Caleb Williams and he is just everything that you want in a wide receiver and I think that he is perfectly uh made for that uh number two is Jackson Smith and Jigba yeah we haven't seen him he's been hurt since game one um the ability is all there and I'm sure when he comes back he's going to pick up right where he left off but I don't like not seeing a player play. <laughs> it's tough for me to keep him number one if I haven't seen him play. Three is Kayshawn Boot. I Booty. I get how good he is. I wish I could see it on the field. It's 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 tough. It's a tough situation for him. 
I don't know if I'm going to keep on to him being the number three this entire season, but for now he starts out there. Number four is Quentin Johnston. Welcome back, sir. We missed you. This is the Quentin Johnston that we wanted to see. He had 14 catches, 200 yards against Kansas this past weekend. It was awesome to watch, including the go-ahead touchdown. I just wish Max Dugan would treat him like he is. He's so good to watch. It's so much fun to watch him be that good. It's just great. Um, five, Josh Downs for UNC. I have ish problems with Josh Downs. Um, beginning of the season, amazing. Got hurt, not been quite the same, but I still believe in the talent. The talent's still there. Uh, six, it's going to be Marvin Mims. This team, Oklahoma team, is just sucks. I don't know what to do with them. I really don't. But every time I've seen Marvin Mims play with a good quarterback, he's been really good. So ah, I don't, I don't know if that's going to hurt his evaluation or not. But if it does, it does. Um, number seven is Nia Smith for Texas A&M. Um, he's kind of fallen down my board quite a bit. He's just he's a gadget player that I don't know if you're going to love taking as the number six wide receiver on our seven wide receiver on this board, but eh, it is what it is. Number eight, Charles Tillman. He was hurt this last game for Tennessee, but so far this season, he has been amazing. Number nine, Rakeem Jarrett from Maryland. Um, he has been, I don't know how to pronounce Tua Tungabiola's brother's name. I think it's Talia uh, Tagabiola, but he's been his go-to guy. They, their offense is meh, but it's okay. It's okay. Rakeem Jarrett, Still pretty good player. Uh, number 10 is A.T. Perry from Wake Forest. Um, he has been Sam Hartman's go-to guy this season. He is the king of the long ball. It's been exciting to watch from him, and I am excited to see A.T. Perry at the next level. I hope that he can continue on with looking as good as he's looked this season. Um, so there's the top 10s as they are right now. Uh, you know We're going into week seven, so we're – Oh, listen, we're past the halfway mark. So, you know, we're going to start putting out big boards. We're going to start seeing, you know, Todd McShay, you know, he's going to come out of hiding like, you know, that groundhog and he's going to tell us if there's good players or bad players, but yeah, it'll be fun. All right. So this weekend we have some killer matchups, very fantastic matchups. And this is just, if you're a pure fan of the sport of college football, this weekend is for you. So I'm going to start, Right at the top, actually, and this is this is just one like going to be my favorite game, Alabama versus Tennessee. I mean, good lord, you're going to have potentially Bryce Young. I hope he comes back from injury. We don't know that yet. Um, versus Hendon Hooker, just straight up baller, like quarterback versus quarterback. You know, no holds bar. I cannot wait to see this game. It is hopefully everything that's built up to be. This Alabama team is very susceptible this season. It's not the Alabama teams of old where you knew going into the game that they were for sure going to beat their opponent. This Tennessee team is really good. Their offense, maybe not so much or not. The offense is, is very so much, but the defense is not always the best. So it's going to be very exciting to watch them play this game. I cannot wait to see this game play. All right. Other ones. Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, NC state versus Syracuse. Devin Leary on one side. Versus Sean Tucker, the running back on the other side. Ah, I don't know. Could be good. Good, good statement game for whoever can come out of that matchup. But that's two NFL players that you're going to be watching out there on the field. Um, Oklahoma State versus TCU. I'm mainly just watching to see the Quentin Johnston show. 
This TCU offense is like amazing to watch at times. And, you know, they're two undefeated teams. This should be a good one. Um, we also got Auburn versus Ole Miss. We got uh, Zach Evans on one side and uh, Tank Bigsby on the other. Now, I still think Ole Miss is going to roll. I don't think this is going to be particularly close. But, you know, Auburn Auburn's in a weird spot this season. Uh, Brian Harson is basically like everybody has him down as fired, but like they haven't actually done it yet, and he's just continuing to coach. Don't really get that a whole lot, but, you know, here we are. Uh, Penn State versus Michigan is the last undefeated matchup of the weekend. Um, this should, I mean, hopefully it's not one of those old Big Ten games, which I'm sure it's going to turn into, and we're all going to be like, oh, great, 10-3, to 3. awesome. But if it's an offensive output, which Michigan has been really good on offense this season, Blake Karum, it, you know, that guy is good for at least one touchdown every game, and it's been fun to watch him so far. So I – Personally, cannot wait to – I don't know if I'm going to be watching that one, but it'll definitely be on in the background. Um, Kansas versus Oklahoma. I don't have any words for Oklahoma. I just don't – no words. They're an eight-point favorite versus a ranked Kansas team. I have no words for how bad Oklahoma is this season. It's – it's been shockingly, shockingly bad for them. And, you know – it's just been one of those seasons. I I hate it for myself that I have to, you know, put on a brave face, but I don't know. Here we are. Um, LSU plays Florida this weekend. Typically, this would be an electric matchup. This would be one of the ranked games that we'd be excited to watch. Unfortunately, it is not. These teams both have really massive flaws. And at LSU, it's the quarterback. Kajon Booty could definitely probably say some stories and tell you some words about how bad that quarterback is. Um, and then on the other side, is the quarterback good? We don't know. Like, that is so strange watching Anthony Richards play or Richardson play football because on one hand, you're like, mm, he's got it. That's a really good throw. And on the other hand, it's like, nah, I can, I've seen way better. I don't understand what is the, the hubbub about him. I get it. Um. Mississippi State versus Kentucky is another fun matchup. Um, hopefully, Will Levis is back. We'll see. hasn't said hasn't said either way. Chris Rodriguez also in this game should be good. Um, Mississippi State is projected to win by a touchdown. I have if if there's no and that makes me feel like Will Levis is not going to be out there given that kind of disrespectful spread to Kentucky. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then the last one is USC versus Utah. This was a trap game for USC going into the season. Utah has not been super good this season like everybody thought they were going to be. And, you know, that's a big problem for them. But USC has had some problems too this season. Their offense has not always looked great. The defense surprisingly good sometimes. And, you know, I don't know. They make stops when they have to, and I think that is important. Uh, Caleb Williams, if he wants to win the Heisman Trophy, he's going to need to step it up a little bit. C.J. Stroud is coming for that Heisman, and Hendon Hooker might also be coming for that Heisman. So those are the matchups to watch this weekend. It should be good. Um, eventually, we will get to the defensive big board because it is out there. It does exist. It's just um, – it. 
the tough thing about IDP in college is they don't really track it very well during the week. Like if you looked at the stats on ESPN's app during the game, you're not going to see a single defensive stat other than a fumble recovery if it happens or an interception. Like that's the only thing you'll see. You will not see any players. You will not see any tackles. So you're going to have to wait until after the game to get any of those stats. And then watching like Andre Carter for Army struggle, and it's not been his fault because they literally every team's game plan for Andre Carter is we're going to throw two to three guys at you every play and make you not the, the reason that we lose a game on you know against that defense. So it's hard to evaluate because it's like, well, you know, he's not got quite the same stats as last year. But if you look in the context of everything, he's not quite being treated the same way. You know, he's not winning, being able to go one-on-one matchups, which he will be in the NFL. I don't think they're going to double-team a linebacker in NFL or an edge rusher like they do. You know, they do that with like Aaron Donald, but he's also like the best defensive player in the league, according to NFL. Um, but they, they do that for him. They don't do that for defensive in like Andre Carter. So I don't know. It's been tough to watch this year. I still think he's a first round guy, but it's just, you know, been tough. Will Anderson also having some frustrating games as well. He also, he had a pick six a couple games ago, but overall defense has been pretty tough to, uh, you know, there's not been that guy that's like other than Will Anderson, that's just like really made an impact to where I need to talk about it. So we will get to defense though, as the season goes on, as those numbers start turning out a little bit more, it'll be a little bit easier to talk about. So that's all I got for you this week. Go out there, enjoy week seven of college football. The season is rapidly coming to an end. So please just enjoy it while we have it. It's, it's, it's a treasure and draft season is coming even quicker than the end of the season is coming. So We'll be doing more, you know, more talking, more big boards, more analysis, more changes. We'll be diving into other people's mock drafts, try to see exactly what they see. Um, PFF, God bless them. If they don't give that, if they don't let go their love for that Stanford quarterback, I'm not even going to say his name. I don't even know his name. Um, if they don't give get him out of there, they think he's a top 10 player and there's just no way in the world that's true. But that is a story for a different day. Thank you for tuning in this week. I appreciate it. Go join some college. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.